Hi, Rachel here. If you like Port Saga and want more audio fiction in your life, please become a patron at patreon.com slash Rachel J. Wilkinson. You can get bonus content, access to our Patreon-only Discord server, exclusive podcast feeds for early and ad-free episode releases, and the satisfaction of supporting an independent studio. So please join us at patreon.com slash Rachel J. Wilkinson. The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, Episode 17, Crabs in a Bucket. You had one job. One. Edmund, I can explain. I'm sorry, are we on a first-name basis now? No. But what part of leave this to the professionals did you not comprehend? I saw an opportunity. An opportunity that ends with me in the middle of the street at 3 a.m. scraping dead sheriff off the asphalt? Eh, sometimes murder is messy. If this was a dead archon, I might say, hey, nice job. Little sloppy, but you got it done. Except I'm not looking at a dead archon, am I? I'm looking at a fucking masquerade breach with a dead court officer. And Lysander covered in so much blood, it looks like he was just crowned prom queen. Pardon the interruption. Sir, police are handled, and we're checking the cameras. The cleaning crew is on the way. Ash first, then blood. And get Dashiell's team on witness control, door-to-door if they have to, cell phones included. Yes, sir. We'd like to go with DWI. The driver walked away. We have a patsy on standby. And flying metal debris from the crash killed an innocent bystander. What about the blood bags? Packages of melted cherry pops. Ridiculous. Fine. Get it done. Yes, sir. Glass. I don't want to hear it. I invested in you because I thought you had potential, but you're a button in a coin jar. Wait. I need to tell you about Craven. Jesus wept. What? What is it? He's dead. Quill executed him right before he threw us out. We told you to stay out of our way. Look, we had nothing to do with what happened. That was all Quill. And despite the fact that coming out here is an inconvenience, you now have a prince with one less lethal weapon in his arsenal. So you can go fuck yourself with a whole bag of buttons. I could leave and make you deal with this shit show yourself. So here's what you're going to do. You and your friends are going to fuck off to parts unknown. No one sees you. No one hears from you until we get this sorted. Gladly. I decide my old Coterie Haven is the perfect place to wait out the storm. It's isolated, there's plenty of space, and other than Rebel and, now Lysander, no one else knows about it. With dawn approaching, Lysander heads straight to the shower, leaving me to face Rebel alone. I can't with you. Not tonight. Maybe not ever. What was I supposed to do? You were supposed to tell me the truth. Do you have any idea what it's like to have your whole family, uh, hell, your entire clan, treat you like a traitor because you wouldn't turn your back on something you believed in? I didn't need freedom. I needed purpose. If I had defected to the movement, I would have been just another faceless bruja screaming into the wind. But by staying and serving an honorable prince, I knew I could help shape the future of the city. And then came the lying. 
The backstabbing, the conniving, the killing. Every night, every night I lose a little more faith. And all I have ever needed is one person to make it worth it. One person I could rely on. Someone who would be straight with me. No games, no bullshit. And Christ, you were such a shitty vampire. I thought, here's a guy who doesn't know his head from his ass, but at least he's honest. And against all my better instincts, I trusted you. You can still trust me. No. No way. Fool me twice, man. Once we get to the other side of this, I'm gone. I got you Usher. I broke your bond. I have done everything and more without asking for anything in return. And this, this is how you repay it? You're a fucking asshole. And you're a self-righteous bitch. All right, then. Don't walk away, you fucking coward. Don't you dare walk away from us. What an inspiring display of empathy and compassion. Oh, fuck you, Aaron. Ew, no thank you. This wasn't how it was supposed to go. You thought it would be different, didn't you? Murdering the Fremonts? Killing Usher? Avenging me? <laughs> Maybe you thought it would feel more satisfying. Maybe. I feel... Numb. It's familiar. You've been here before. The more I kill... The less you care. Yeah. And isn't it better this way? Yeah. City Manager Terrence Grady. He announced Police Chief Ryan Booker's retirement this afternoon during a press conference. Now, they're calling his retirement sudden. Sudden! Sudden! How did anyone not see this coming? His recruitment numbers are terrible. Police retention, even worse. And let's not forget people getting shot in the middle of downtown. <laughs> Take away his pension. Anything about last night? Nah. It probably helps that this city's got real crime. No one gives a shit about car crashes. Rebel? Titus? Oof. Chilly. Guess I'm gonna have to wait a minute on the three-way. Oh, shut up, Lysander. Don't you point your wrath at me. I'm not letting either of you pull me into your bucket of fucking crabs. What are you talking about? Baby, you ain't never heard of crabs in a bucket. Have you never wondered why they don't need lids? No. Then allow me to turn this into a teachable fucking moment. You put one crab in a bucket. That little fucker will find a way out. But the minute you add a second crab, they're stuck. Anytime one tries to escape, the other pulls that motherfucker down. All like, if I'm dying, the rest of y'all fucking going too. If they worked together, the whole bucket would be empty. But no, each of them crabs is a selfish little asshole bringing everybody else down with them. 
No one is bringing anyone else down. Oh, okay. Uh, then what I overheard last night was just a casual chat amongst friends. I... If we accept that for the moment, we're three crabs in a bucket. I say we leave town, go to Moonlight Bay, and once we get there, we go our separate ways. I have a place and no people, but Prince Walsh needs Quill's help to retake the city. Knowing him, he'll scoop us up and sell us right back. Well, I mean, I have connections in New Orleans. That's not a bad idea. Agreed. Pack a bag. Let's hit the road. I need to get something first. Send someone to pick it up after we're gone. I can't. I need to do this myself. Bullshit. Let's go. I'm not leaving Lawrence's ashes behind. I don't care. You're probably lying about his ashes anyway. As soon as she calls me a liar, my beast rears. I am not like the others. I am better than them. How many of them would have come back for their sires? (sighs) Half of me couldn't care less if Lawrence's ashes ended up in the dollar bin of an estate sale. But the other half... The righteous half demands I put six bullets in her face rather than leave him behind. So, I draw my gun. Whoa, 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 T, you are not making good choices. I could tear your head off before the hammer hits the pin. The only reason I'm here is because of Lawrence. And I'm not leaving this city without him. Fine. But I'm sending Lysander with you. You think I need a chaperone? When you lie about killing a fucking vampire hunter from the fucking Vatican, yes. Fine. And while you do that, I'll find us a way out of this hellscape. Lysander's quiet for most of the ride to Lawrence's condo. He watches the city pass as he worries the butt of an unlit cigarette between his finger and thumb. You can light that. I don't mind. I was just thinking about that night at the Neptune. I can't... I can't decide if stepping out for a smoke was a blessing or a fucking curse. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad I could help you find the truth, but baby T... I love this shitty little city. If I had never gone outside, I wouldn't have to leave. Port Saga seems a strange place to land for a rock star. It it wasn't really about becoming a rock star. I landed here because of my sire. One of those situations where, like, we live close enough to visit if we want, but far enough away that you can't just show up unexpectedly. And what Quill said? Some true, some not. Like, all things vampire, but let me tell you, you can't make it in the Torridor if you can't handle some vicious fucking snark. Those catty bitches will cut you to the fucking bone and then immortalize it in a painting so they can laugh at you for the next three centuries. Hateful fucking creatures. But they're my people, so... Still, what happened at the dinner? You know I wasn't trying to get you killed. I know. In the time I've known him, Alexander Quill has always been on the bad side of crazy, no offense. None taken. Before, we never saw much of him. 
He did everything through Marlowe, and while <laughs> that bitch is a piece of work, she's mostly harmless. Note, I said mostly, and most of her danger comes from the fact that her head is so far up her fucking sire's ass. And blood bonded. Yeah, figured that. Too bad, too. She's clever enough. She could do something big if she was allowed to be more than an accessory. You won't be convincing me of Marlowe's virtues anytime soon. Seriously, T, what has gotten into you? What about me? Paulina gone on a rebel? What the actual fuck? Something dark has latched onto you. I can see it. You better find a way to shake it off because you're heading down a dark path, baby. We arrive at the condo to see the swirling red and blue lights of two cruisers and a police van. I hope I'm not involved. That they're not looking for me, but in my gut, I know better. I park on the other side of the street and have Lysander wait in the car. Then I turn invisible and make my way to Lawrence's door. A beat cop leans against the wall next to the open door, scrolling on his phone. I slide past him to find two technicians in white jumpsuits and plastic booties, wading through my belongings. And on top of the coffee table, next to Lawrence's crystalline skull, are three bricks of South American heroin, just sitting there. The drugs aren't mine, of course, but the guns stashed around the condo certainly are. Don't worry. The masquerade is fine. Nothing here screams secret vampire haven except a few oddities like no food in the refrigerator or toilet paper in the bathroom. While they may assume no one lives here and that it's just a safe house, I suspect somewhere in the deep, dark recesses of the NSA, the name of Ted Suter is about to get flagged. Leaning close to the heroine, I close my eyes and inhale deeply, tuning in to what my senses can tell me. The music is focused, persistent, and threatening, similar to what I heard in the aquarium. <laughs> I guess eviction wasn't moving fast enough for Keisha Troy. The bricks themselves smell like mildew, the beach, and an overchlorinated pool? Is that the aquarium again? No. No way she'd go back. Besides, I don't think aquariums even use chlorine. What was it Oscar said about Hecuba Holdings? Own the aquarium, the downtown bodega, the, the, the garage in Oceanside? And the motel. The Seashore Inn. Also on Oceanside. Which probably has an outdoor pool. I step back when one of the techs drops another brick on the stack and move over to the mantel. Careful that I don't reveal myself, I snatch Lawrence's ashes and hug them to my chest before making my way out of the building and back to the car. You missed the turn. We're not going back to the Coterie House. Not yet. The fuck we're not? Keisha Troy dropped four bricks of heroin in my apartment and called the fucking cops. So that place is burned along with my legal ID. Not surprised. She asked you to get their fucking blood back, T. Usher's crew shows up guns ablazing and said, as far as she's concerned, you betrayed her. 
No way she's letting that go unanswered, baby. Even more reason to confront her. T. To have a conversation, Lysander. That's all I'm looking for. For now. For now? The fuck you think you gonna do? Maybe I'll finish what Dante and Usher started. Jesus fucking Christ, T. What the literal fuck is wrong with you? She shouldn't have come after me. We're leaving town! Then let this be a lesson to her and anyone else who decides we're easy prey. Bitch, please, look at you thinking you some Enver for Sherry. I don't know who that is. Toreador revenge artist? A failed pianist and psychopath? He kills young composers and steals their work to call his own? Toreador elders use him as a boogeyman, sicking him on folks they want to teach a lesson? Because he just don't go after them. Uh-uh. He goes after lovers, sisters, mamas, basically anyone you ever fucking cared about. There's a story of this motherfucker giving a guy his sister's lips. He pulled them off with tin snips and wrapped them like a gift. Sick fucking shit. I bet no one fucks with him. No. No one does. But you know what, T? When Frasheri finally ashes, nobody is gonna fucking miss his ass either. And all those motherfucking Christian Bale wannabe psycho killers strutting around the sect are fan-fucking-tastic to have in a fight. But when all is said and done, nobody cares what happens to them. And that's the difference between you and them. How's that? You still want to be loved. And as long as you still want that tea, baby, there's hope. The Seashore Inn is a two-star oceanfront motel with a reputation for discretion. When we walk into the front office, we're hit with the smell of cat piss and stale cigarette smoke. No one is at the desk, and the only sign of an attendant is a burning cigarette butt in an overflowing ashtray. I hit the bell as Lysander looks through a rack stuffed with some bleach brochures and photocopied delivery menus. Ooh, hey look, free Wi-Fi. Paying guests only. A 20-something kid wearing a studded leather choker and a vintage Metallica t-shirt steps from behind a partition. She smashes the lit butt into the ashtray to put it out spilling ash and crusty filters onto the laminate desk. We need to talk to Keisha Troy. No one here by that name. I know she's here. Look it up on your computer. Okay. As I said, we don't have anyone staying named Troy. We just need to talk to her. That's all. Unless you need a room, I can't help you. Hey, T. Lysander glances at a security camera in the ceiling corner. I turn to face it head on. We need to talk. Listen, man. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, I got it. Go out and around. Cut through the hallway to the pool. Someone will meet you. Thanks. Outside, a corridor by the stairs leads to a small, 
gated swimming pool surrounded by cracked concrete. Lysander and I find two plastic chairs to sit in as I scan the area. There are a dozen or so people outside. Some sit by the pool, while others lean against the second-floor railings watching the activity below. Some of them might be duskborn, most of them are armed, and everyone has their eye on us. Finally, Keisha exits a first-floor room with a beer in hand. I assume you got my message. About as subtle as a punch to the dick. After you got four of my people taken? You better believe it. That wasn't us. <laughs> they found us by sheer coincidence, then? Fuck you. Get out of here. We got what you asked for. We were en route to deliver it when we got picked up just like you. Looks to me like you're walking around. Listen, I'm trying real hard to be pleasant here. You're lucky I haven't killed you. Fucking try it, lady. Hold up! Hold the fuck up. Wait just one motherfucking minute. Keisha, share. My beautiful queen, allow me to humbly apologize for this uncivilized wretch. Someone shit in his breakfast and he ain't over it. Can we try again? You can try. My Sandra will- T, shut your pretty fucking face. It's time to let daddy do the talking. Lysander positions a plastic chair directly in front of him for Keisha to sit. Then taking her hand, he guides her to the seat and leans forward with his elbows on his knees. His gaze never leaves hers. Baby, they got your blood, Rebel and Titus. But it's true. The sheriff came and fucking snatched us up to face the prince. We barely made it out, but we did. And now we gotta fucking leave town. And this man here knew we couldn't go till we saw you. You were gonna leave without saying goodbye. Of course not, baby. But, boo, we have to move fast because we smoked the motherfucker who took your people. Dead? As disco. Okay. You can keep talking. They tried to do what you asked. We all tried, but now we're in the shit right fucking there with you. How's that? Quill is hunting us down like you and your folk, and you are so smart and so powerful and sexy as fuck. Smart enough to know when you're using your charms on me. No charms needed when it's the truth, baby. What do you want? We need your help to take out Quill. Are you fucking serious? I thought we were running. Change of plans. Why would I want to do anything as stupid as that? The only way any of this ends is with him gone. He's using your people as food, Keisha. They're being treated like milking cows on a factory farm. And he's going to keep sending more people after you until he's rounded up as many duskborn as possible. What's in it for you? We need Adelaide Hale back on the throne. Hang on now. This shit started with her. It did. And we can make her answer for that too. But as it stands, we're crabs in a bucket. Excuse me? He means that if any of us are getting out of this shit, we gotta work together. If you help us get rid of Quill, you'll be able to demand whatever you want. You'll never be in a better negotiating position. Not ever. <sighs> and Rebel? She's fighting for you guys, too. 
and was punished in court because of it. Help us, and you'll get your revenge on Dante. Plus, end this hunt on your people. And I'll let go the bullshit you pulled at my condo. It's true. You help us, I won't have to leave, and then, you know, we can see each other whenever we want. All right. What exactly do you need? I know what Glass said. You might even be thinking this is not the time for Titus Reed to go against his instincts. If there was ever a time to beat feet out of town, this is it. Do you know why I think people run away? I think early in their life they were betrayed by hope. Maybe it was one defining moment or slow erosion, but people who run have a dysfunctional relationship with hope. They aren't pessimists or even realists. They're traumatized optimists. Pessimists look at life like a smorgasbord of shit sandwiches you eat until you die. Pessimists don't run because there would be no use. Realists aren't runners either. Fight or flight is a matter of goals and circumstances. Traumatized optimists, though, they can see just how good something could be. How good it should be. But hope and heartbreak have become one and the same. So their only salvation is to run. Go somewhere else, do something else, be someone else. As long as you're always starting over, hope can fill you up without also kicking you in the teeth. When does the future become important enough to face today's pain? When do the risks I take by staying become the story rather than how I walked away? Regardless of what Lysander thinks, we already know love wasn't enough. Guilt, sure, that can help, but more than anything, I want to feel like I belong. And I think this city is the closest I've ever come to feeling that way. Or I'm full of shit romanticizing a desire to take out my rage on an elder prince. But I think I have a way to level the playing field. Which is the long way of saying if this doesn't go the way I hope, know that I tried to make a different choice this time. Rebel will have your entire fucking ass for this. Yep. That's why you're going to do all the talking. Bright flashing by the street Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, created by Rachel J. Wilkinson, with voice performances by Dane Geist, Kat Mermelstein, Greg Berry, Aaron Ducky Lorette, Roxy Hales, Gabrielle Atkins, Logan Michael Bose, Ray Stacanus, and Rachel Lindman. Sound design by Rachel J. Wilkinson. Mixing and mastering by Brandon Strader. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission. 
all rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com.